and welcome back to the Delaware Boys Dynasty Football Podcast with your co-hosts, myself, Deli, and Frankie. Um, <clears throat> just so you guys are knowing, um, it does say that AJ is with us tonight. Um, something happened with AJ, um, just so he's not going to be joining us tonight. But Brian, uh, Frankie, say what's up to the people. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Uh, just nothing's wrong with AJ. He's perfectly fine. Stevenson made that sound really bad. Um, he's yeah, I great. apologize. <laughs> he's yeah, perfectly fine. He's away. Um, he's having a family issue. Um, but yeah, other than that, Frankie, go ahead. No, what up, everybody? Just hope everybody's doing well. Hug your family, hug your loved ones. Hit the follow button on the in, on the Twitter when you're done watching this video. Follow all the apps in the bottom left corners of the screens there. Uh, if you got any fantasy questions, shoot them our way. Season's getting ready to get underway. Let's go. Let's do it, boys. Uh, football is so close. College football kicks off Saturday. Uh, it did kick off last week, but the big games this week, uh, I'm not going to get into it. Um, <clears throat> but I also want to give a shout-out to VSN and everybody there. Uh, our most viewed video with the with the streaming network, and it, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride, man. Um, social media is growing on all platforms. Um, we just added four more subs on YouTube as well, and we really don't post our YouTube as much now. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to them as well so that the platform's growing, the content's going to keep rolling, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Um, and also shout out to our technical man, Ryan, here. He did make a phenomenal tier list. We are going to be talking running backs tonight. Um, what a segue. Like, You're a pro, man. And like I said, running backs, he's a he's a pro. He I can't do any of this. <laughs> but running backs before Superflex are king, man. Uh, running backs are my favorite position in fantasy football, even though we've made this switch over to Superflex. Running backs are king, man. They win you leagues. I love me some running backs. Deli, let's see what we got. Now, before we get started, um, there's yeah. a disclaimer I want to put out. For all the Brees Hall truthers that are listening to this podcast, I love Brees Hall, and Ryan loves Brees Hall. So do not get mad when you see Brees Hall in the tier that you don't think he deserves to be in. Frankie and AJ do not like Brees Hall. I'll let them. I'll let Frankie explain that. Um, but other than that, we're going to jump into it. And remember, this- real quick, just so everybody knows, all of the rankings that we're going to reference are going to be off a uh, sleeper. So if you get if you hear us rank any of the players from last season or going into the season, we're we're using that sleeper data. Yep. Also, this is we're a dynasty podcast. It's strictly dynasty, so younger guys may be higher, older guys may be a little bit lower. Just covering our bases here before we get fried up on Twitter. And we all <laughs> and we all made our own running back rankings by tiers. Um, this is a general consensus average data for all four of us. So, uh, the averages it worked out. This is how we have it based off our four consensus data rankings. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up the screen, show you what we got, and I'm going to jump into it. Give me one second while I share this. Hold on. The the first ever Delaware Dynasty Boys official rankings. That's what we got here, guys. <laughs> this is it. Tell me you can see the screen, Ryan. Yeah, you got it. All right. I'm not going to talk about Tier 1 too much. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's in a tier of his own. I think he is the best running back in dynasty football. I don't even think it's close. Um, I'll let you guys say what you want on Jonathan Taylor, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Yeah, no, it's pretty simple. Straight up, he's the 101 um, in non-super flex. Uh, position player-wise, for sure, uh, exploded 
great offensive line. He's highly touted. He's going to get the rock. Yeah, he's just a lock-in one for me, and it's not even close. Yeah, no. Uh, definitely the RB1 in Dynasty or Redraft. Doesn't matter what format you're playing in. Uh, just a, a beast. Uh, probably the best running back in football. I think that's fair to say at this point. If he's not, then Derrick Henry. So, um, yeah, give me Jonathan Taylor all day as the, the clear number one running back in, in fantasy. To be clear, I did have two other running backs in tier one. Uh, just didn't happen to average out that way. So uh, we'll talk, talk about them a little bit later. Yeah, I'm going to start in tier two. Um, you guys are going to call me biased, <clears throat> but I don't have Najee four. I had Najee two. Um, simply because of the pure volume that Najee gets in our offense. Um, when a running back plays 96% of your snaps, you, you take notice, even though the efficiency doesn't stand out. And granted, I don't put that on him. I put that on the poor line play up front. Um, volume wins leagues. Volume is king. So I have, I have Najee at two, um, but it didn't work out the way in the averages. But I'll go ahead and let them – I'll let Ryan start on this tier. Uh, what stands out in this tier? Like, who who's your guy? Uh, so, for me, my dynasty RB2 is Javante, uh, uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, I know the Melvin Gordon thing's a little bit scary. So, be it. It'll be one more year toss where he's really interfering. Um, we're really not sure what the split is. The last, like, recorded – report was it was going to be i think 65 35 um so i'll take that this year for sure i mean he was rb2 last year getting 50 50 split touches um had the highest broken tackle rate for a rookie since i came over the last guy off the top of my head but yeah i had a great rookie season and, uh, any more production and he'll be a locking rb1 for sure this year and then after this year going to the moon baby <laughs> Going to the moon. Frankie, I know you're a Javante guy as well. I think we're all Javante guys. We all have multiple shares of Javante Williams in multiple areas. So I'll let you get some Javante love in real quick. Yeah, no. Delhi pretty much touched on all of it. Uh, tackle breaking machine. Uh, guy does not go down on first contact. Usually doesn't go down on second contact. Uh, he's an absolute truck. So kind of reminds me of Michael Turner uh, in his heyday. So if you can grab hold of Michael Turner in his prime, I think you go ahead and take care of that. Um, yeah. I think if you're going to, if you're going to give any hate to Javante for Melvin Gordon, you got to kind of take a look at Swift and talk about Jamal Williams. So I don't need to say much about Mr. Inefficient Najee Harris, but. I think, I think Javante Williams, um, you're talking about the broken tackles. There's no love for his reception or for his work in the passing game as well. Granted, I know the QB situation is different now. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he stayed closer to the line of scrimmage. So 42 catches, may that may have been a little bit of a uh, – due to the situational play there. But sure. I think Javante, Javante is very well suited to play in the passing game as well. 42 catches for him in a split was actually a really impressive number that doesn't get talked about. Um. But I do want to give some love to Devon, uh, DeAndre Swift, another running back I own in a lot of areas. Um, top five running back through the first 12 weeks of the season, 18.7 fantasy points per game. Um, then that shoulder injury after the Pittsburgh game played a little bit of a, a little bit of a downfall into his season. But I think Swift has league winning upside. Um, PPR monster, and I think 
I think if he gives you a 17 game, 17 game slate, he is due to be a top five running back. I love some DeAndre Swift. I have no problem going with him as my running back two or as the overall dynasty running back two as well. I have multiple shares of Swift, like I said. Frankie, you say you don't want any parts of the Lions. Explain. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say on it other than the Lions are a historically bad franchise and they're in the middle of a, a rebuild process that is going to take multiple years and they're still right smack dab in the middle of that. So I historically do not like having bad or good players on bad teams because that doesn't always equate to good fantasy numbers because it's a bad team. Usually bad teams have bad quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks turn the ball over. So I don't want a team that's not going to have a lot of opportunity. So, Right. I guess my question to you is, is like, does the 18.7 points per game as a fantasy running back stand out to you? You know what I mean? Like, is that something that you're like, okay, I can work with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not fading Javante, or excuse me, I'm not fading DeAndre Swift in any way. Like, if you can get a hold of DeAndre Swift, I think he's a good RB to have. Just, I am personally not somebody who's going out and grabbing a hold of a lot of Detroit Lions until I see what they, they can do at the quarterback position. I got yeah, you. Yeah, not to trip on about DeAndre Swift for too long, but as far as fantasy efficiency goes, he ranked seventh last year as, as running backs in his time on the field. Um, do what you want the information. He wants to go for a thousand, a thousand. Will that happen on this Lions team? Probably not. But the Every fact that he, I think of David Johnson, and it's scary, yeah, man. Yeah, the fact that he wants to get there says something about his work ethic, and I think he wants to be a great so. Yeah, I love this team personally. O-line is, is very solid up front. Another explosive pass catcher that will be ready midseason, hopefully. Um, overall, great tight end play. Another Great wide receivers on the outside. It's just a QB away, man. I'm, I love this Lions team and what they're doing. Um, bad bad defense, so negative game script. So he's going to be on the field a lot, whether it be in the rushing or passing. doesn't matter. I love it. Um, but at least I'm not going to hold up on DeAndre Swift. Um, let's go to Tier 3. Um the hardest player I had I had trouble with ranking in this tier is obviously Christian McCaffrey. Um, in the last two years, ten games played out of a possible thirty-three games. That is that stands out as a major red flag here. Um, I had McCaffrey. I want to say eight, but he comes in at running back five. Deli, any thoughts on McCaffrey? Uh, listen. Uh... He's missed time, right? Here's the thing. You get him in a full healthy season, he's going to win your league. Um, in all the games that he f- played, not injured, he finished inside the top eight running backs on a week-to-week base- basis. So as long as he's on the field playing football, he's a fantasy gold mine. Um, and I had to reflect that in my rankings. I had him uh, a little bit lower just because of his age. But other than that, man, he's just a fancy tank, and he's probably the most efficient player in a while as far as fancy goes. Um, so I just like the upside for him, given he has spent a lot of time injured. But Frankie, we talk a lot man. about McCaffrey. Yeah, we talk a lot about McCaffrey, Frankie. Um, you and me, and you always say he's a player you're avoiding just due to the injury risk. Um, I can't remember how you, where you had him in your rankings, but does he reflect that? No. So I went ahead and took care and put McCaffrey at number two in my rankings. He was a tier one running back. Uh, him and Eckler actually were my other two tier one, tier one running backs. Excuse me. That's hard to say. Um, but 
McCaffrey, pretty much the reason for that, though, is McCaffrey, like Deli was saying, if he plays a full season, he is going to be a top 10 running back, and he's going to win you. If not win you your league, he's going to win you your money back if that's something that your league does. Um, so I just I think that you can't necessarily pass up on that. I personally am not taking the risk uh, with the amount of games he's missed the last two seasons. Um, but I can't advise people to not take somebody that's that good at fantasy football when we're sitting here talking about fantasy football. And he's only 26 years old. So um, I, the age isn't great. It's obviously getting up, but 26 isn't ancient by any stretch for a running back. And if he can give you, like I said, if he give you a full season, he's, he's going to be a top 10 running back, if not a top two running back. Deli, if you were in a, a win-now situation, what is something you would pay for Christian McCaffrey? What's a price you feel comfortable paying? See, it's tough because, like, well, I guess you're, like, talking as if, like, all I need is one more piece to go win, and that yeah. piece McCaffrey. Um, it'd be tough to give up a 2023 first in any means just because the class is so stacked, but I would probably move one for McCaffrey plus a lesser running back. Um Outside of that, I'm not I'm not going to get in the range of two picks for McCaffrey or anything like that. Um, the reason I'm not actively trading for him is because people just want a little bit too much for him. He's a little pricey for me, given the risk. So I tend to just, if I don't have him, then it is what it is. I think I owe him in two weeks, and I'm just holding because I'm not going to get what I want for him. And, uh, yeah, it just is what it is with McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Um... This tier in general, you know, you have you have another injury risk running back in Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's he's pretty much slated to miss games, but all these running backs in this tier are actually absolute difference makers when they're on the field. Uh, mixing coming off his best season, um, revamped O line, and I mean Zach Taylor. He he likes to split when it comes to his his passes versus his rushes. I love the I love mixing in a Zach Taylor led offense. He got a lot of touches last year. Um, I don't think he can go wrong with owning any running back in this tier, man. They're all upside monsters. Age is the age is isn't really a huge concern in this tier. <clears throat> um, Eckler being the oldest, but he did he didn't become a starting running back until he was twenty five. So I kind of discount the age for him. He's but, a young twenty seven. Yeah, he's, he's a very young Eckler here still. Yeah. So these guys, these guys are definite league winners with a lot of upside to own in Dynasty. Um, if I am moving one, though, it is Dalvin Cook. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for sure. If I had to kick one, it would be Dalvin. Yeah, and yeah, I, would, I had him ranked much lower in my personal rankings, but I know I just got done talking about McCaffrey's injury history and not necessarily trusting it, but Dalvin Cook has literally never finished a full season, so – at least McCaffrey has on his resume three full seasons, and he finished as RB1 in all three of them. Right. Dalvin Cook has never finished a full season, ever. <laughs> so. that, that is true. That is true. But when he's on the field, he is an absolute game-changing running back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so plan to own him accordingly. Uh, have a – I guess my thing is, is have a uh, – a safety net in place for when it comes to owning Dalvin Cook. I personally say the same thing for McCaffrey, but we'll move on. Uh, this tier, this tier is fun. <laughs> you got somebody you hate in here, Steven. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the crazy part is, is I actually rank Kamara pretty accordingly to what I thought. I think I have Kamara at nine 
if I'm not mistaken. And I know that screams like, wow, Steven had Kamara at nine. Like, what is what is going on in the world? Yeah, for he any context, I would have thought he would have had him at like 14. And you yeah, know you what? had him ranked higher than I did. And you know what? It comes down to it. You have to put differences aside. When you're looking at prior production and you're looking at overall skill set, you have to be fair when it comes to this guy. Um, you never have been. I haven't. Never. Not once. Can I hear something? Just a little bit of love. Let me just. I, yeah, I don't love Camara. I'm not going to say I love Camara, but like when you're looking at the next tier of guys, I personally, the only player I would, the only two players I could like really see making that stride into the next tier is the first two on the list being Dobbins and ETN. But you got to, you got to give love to Camara when it's due. Uh, he has been a beast. I just I I'll personally never own him. I never will. But you know what? Actually, Deli, I want you to take this one. I've heard nothing but good things coming out of Barkley from camp. Talk about your boy, man. Brian Dabble. Can he get Barkley back? Can he get Prime Saquon back? First of all, uh I hundred percent am in on Brian Dabble. I think he's gonna be our guy. Um I think we actually might have hit. I like the grit he's got in the locker room going. I like the way he talks about the team and the players, uh stands up for him. Um, so I'm excited for him, and yes, um, I think even Joe Judge could have made Saquon Barkley look good. That's just how good of a player he is. Uh, it's just a matter of keeping him on the field, keeping the injuries away, um, keep my fingers crossed. But if we get Barkley in a full season, that would be the only bright spot for the Giants team for the whole year. And you know what? After him being out for the last two years, I think us Giants fans deserve a little bit of Saquon out there this year. So, yeah, I'm all in on Saquon. And the addition of Evan Neal to the O-line has to be a – it's a huge positive for you guys as well. Yeah. Um, and I just want to talk about regular football for a minute. I don't know if you watched the preseason game the other day, but Kenny Galladay needs to be cut. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that block attempt was like, what What are you doing, bro? <laughs> That's how you get somebody bad. hurt. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Very bad. Um. The running back I had the hardest time ranking in this tier being Derrick Henry. Um, and the reason being is, A, he's 29 years old. We're at the point where we're at the running back cliff. Nobody's had the most – nobody's had this amount of touches other than Zeke in these last three years. It's Derrick Henry and Zeke when it comes to touching the rock. Um and then, of course, he just broke his foot in half. Like, it wasn't a sprain like Liz Frank. It was a break. It was a clean break. That scares me beyond belief. Um, but, Frankie, you love some Derrick Henry, man. Go ahead. You, I'll let you talk about your boy. I mean, I, I feel like we've said everything that couldn't be said about Derrick Henry. Um, just a fantasy freak. Nobody has gotten as many touches as Derrick Henry's gotten and been as consistent I don't even want to necessarily say efficient because there's been times he hasn't been overly efficient but uh, he's always going to get you your fantasy points uh three straight years he finished as an RB1 um I, I not overly concerned with the the foot injury he was able to come back in the same season and there was talks about him even being able to come back a little bit earlier they just kind of wanted to put him on the shelf for the playoffs so um a guy who like we said is a freak so people like that tend to be able to bounce back from injury a little bit better than others. So hopefully Derek Henry can. I just, I think sometimes, like we said earlier, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. And Derek Henry, kind of like Christian McCaffrey, when healthy, is just going to be a fantasy gold mine. 
so what so my question to you is what is the window for Derrick Henry? What you know, I mean, you'll never get what you want for him anywhere close for his value via the production he produces. What is the window for Derrick Henry? Are you know, what I mean, like, what is it? Like, does he have a two years left where he's going to be a productive RB one? Do you see him dying off after this season? Like, what is it? No, I see Derrick Henry being able to perform well into at least he's thirty. He's twenty eight right now. I think he, he turns twenty nine in season. Uh, right. So kind of a weird birthday. Uh, so he'll start the season 28, finish season 29. So I think he'll be able to at least go until he's 30, 31. Um, so you're getting a good two years out of him. Uh, I think he's definitely more of a win-now player. But even in Dynasty, you get to keep the players that you draft. So if you can draft him well, relatively early and uh, build a good team around him, you win some pretty solid money usually from Dynasty Fantasy Football. So, uh, yeah, I- I'm – all in on Derrick Henry on a on a bounce back season. Fair yeah, enough. Say what you want about Derrick Henry. Um, regardless of whether he slows down with touches over time with his age, he's still going to get his touchdowns. Absolutely. Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, he's right. gonna, even if he gets to another team, he's going to be a touchdown vulture wherever he is for the rest. Yeah, of for sure. Career. Yeah. Right, I, and that's fair. I mean, the amount of touches he had through the first what was it eight weeks of the season before he messed his foot up. Was insane. I think it was like yeah. a twenty-eight touch per game average. Like it was just yeah. stupid. Um, so basically, he's going to be at minimum a flex option until he retires. So that's why I think he's a yeah. good buy for dynasty fantasy football, not just redraft. Fair enough. I, like I said, I just I I kind of want to I want to get away from it before it uh it completely fall like completely falls apart yeah. type of thing. You know what I mean? That's always had it. I respect um, that. I've never actually owned Derrick Henry, to be honest with you. Once, I owned him in the 2,000-yard season, him. Never owned him. Yeah, never owned him. I made um, one of the worst trades in my fantasy football career involving Derrick Henry, so I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> Tier 5. Um, a lot of young upside running backs here, and then you got the two the two vets dashed right in the middle. Um, Skimmed in there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about Brees Hall. So that's gonna be my thing. I'm the biggest Brees Hall truther in this podcast. No questions asked. Um, Deli, go ahead, man. Who's your guy in this tier? Um, so I'll take him because I know Frankie had him lower than most. Um, I'm big on ETN this year. Uh, I think he's gonna thrive with uh, Trevor Lawrence, given just their connection from college. Uh, I think I've said that a few times in the podcast. I won't get into it too much. But, uh, yeah, just his, his thing about ETN is, like, even if James, they want to put Jay Rob, James Robinson in rotation, so be it. I think with his catch-pressing ability, ETN can carry the ball 12 times a game and catch four or five passes a game, and he'll be perfectly fine for your fantasy team. Um, but, yeah, I just love the connection between him and T-Law, and I don't think it's something that's going to go away. I mean, they went out of their way to get the pairing in the draft, and uh, I think they're going to utilize it. They got a good head coach for it, so I'm letting it ride. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on ETN as well. I'm trying to grab him wherever I can. Um, like you said, he, is one of the, he has that, that QB connection with Trevor. Him and Trevor were monsters at Clemson. But he's one of the most explosive running backs to ever play in college football. Um, his running style is weird to me. I don't know how he's going to translate in the NFL as a runner. I don't know if he's going to be the best overall pure runner, but I love his pass catching ability. Um, I think he is, uh, 
in that Alvin Kamara type mold type of player. Not saying he's going to be that good, but he's he's a very interesting piece to own, and I think you have a big season from him. Frankie, why are you lower on ETN? Just curious. Just James Robinson. I mean, I've talked about it on the pod before, but James Robinson is a good young running back in this league, and I know he's coming off of a pretty devastating injury historically for running backs, and so I'm not necessarily opining for James Robinson as a fantasy asset, but I just think that cuts into Travis Etienne's ceiling per se. Um, I definitely think he has a pretty high floor for his pass-catching ability, but I just think Robinson being there, it, it just – kind of lowers the ceiling for me. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to give some love to Dobbins here. Um, the only thing about Dobbins, if you are going to own him in 2022, be careful. Uh, the workload is probably going to be monitored and limited early on, but this dude is a game-changing type running back as well. Um, I saw some ridiculous stuff. Like He was like fourth in juke rate. He was like top five in overall runs of 20-plus yards. Breakaway rate, uh, forced tackles missed in his rookie year. Uh, there was a stretch where he scored nine touchdowns in the last, what was it, 10 games, 11 games. He was insane once they gave him the ball over Mark Ingram. Um, the only problem I have with Dobbins, real no pass catching opportunity in Baltimore. Lamar is in a dump off type of QB. So just be aware of that. Um, Deli, how do you feel about Dobbins? You like Dobbins? Yeah, I like Dobbins. I'm actually been up and down on him this season. I've traded for him and traded him away multiple times, depending on cost and what I can get for him. So it's kind of a funny, funny thing for me. But overall, yeah, I'm in on Dobbins. Um, I've traded him because of the injury concerns. Uh, he said he wanted to come back, but recent reports, uh, he's probably going to be slowly brought back into rotation as far as like a heavy workload goes. So I don't really know what the first little bit of the season is going to look like for him. But once he gets back in his strides, man, he's he's a special ball player and in the number one rushing offense for like the what last three years. So ever since Greg Roman came to Baltimore. Yeah. So Yeah, I like I like Dobbins. But um I like Dobbins a lot. Frankie, I know we've kind of taken two out of here already. We're you were basically looking at the vets here, but you got anything to say about either of them? No, I mean these are probably my two favorite guys on this tier, to be honest with you. Uh, probably the two most slept on. I'd say they're probably the two most slept on guys maybe on this list. Um, Nick Chubb, I think, is going to be a high-volume rushing offense with Watson being out for 11 games. Um, I think the Browns have a pretty solid offensive line and always have, so I, I can see Chubb being very productive. Um, and he's only – I think he's going to be 27 when the season ends. He's 26 right now, uh, so still pretty solid age range for a good running back. Um, and Aaron Jones, I think he's going to have a almost historic <laughs> pass-catching season in terms of running backs. Um, I can see him leading the Packers as a pass-catcher. I think he's going to have the most receptions on the Green Bay Packers this year. Um, and I think he can kind of just carry that through the end of his career for the next two to three years. So uh, Aaron Jones, a guy that I like, as well as Nick Chubb, guys I've actually grabbed up a couple times this offseason. So. The only yeah. problem I have with Chubb and Ryan is specifically the fact that, and we've talked about this, is like Chubb's no involvement in the passing game. The same thing with Dobbins. Right. Like we, we speak about this, but like it, it seems like today's NFL, if you're when you're playing dynasty redraft, whatever you're playing, you want your running backs to have that multi versatility. 
and Chubb doesn't have it. Um, I think the only way he has a shot to crack a running back one status is if he's a if he has a Derrick Henry type touchdown season, and I I don't see that in the range of outcomes. Me personally, um, but also the thing about Stefanski is all his coach was whether Kareem Hunt's playing or Kareem Hunt's not playing, the the touch difference. It, it's not substantial, you know what I mean? It, it really was pretty much dead even with Kareem Hunt or without him. So, like, I mean, I, I don't know why that is. That was a big question mark for me with Chubb. But I think Chubb's a solid running back too. I, I don't think I don't think I can discount Chubb to be that because he is probably one of the, you know, top two, top three pure runners in the game. Um, top two is like, not one. Yeah, it was just like – it's just like to me, he just screams touchdown or bust, and you know what I mean because like he's not he's not involved. He's not going to get you anything in the pass catching game, or you know what I mean if he's not scoring touchdowns, he's he's getting eighty to hundred yards, and that's it. He like, never scored less than eight touchdowns rushing in a season, right? And I mean that's fine, and I get that, but it's just like to push for that running back one status, you got to have a Derrick Henry type touchdown season. Like he's got to push thirteen, fourteen. I don't see it. That's just I me. Personally. I actually. I can see that, and I honestly, here's the thing: I can see, I can see Nick Chubb winning some people some championships this year with Deshaun Watson coming around fantasy playoffs back into the system. Yep. Um, so that is a nice thing to say about Chubb. He'll be in a high efficient offense in playoffs for fantasy, so that's huge. But yeah, the receptions has always been an issue for Chubb. But I think with Watson out for 11 games, he'll be the focal point of the offense, given he's probably the best goal player on the field. Um, and then Aaron Jones, just a stud, but that leaves one guy. So Brees Hall, you want to take the stage there on this one, Steven? Yeah, I, I do have a quick question because we haven't really used a whole lot of time. What does this Cleveland Browns offense look like without Deshaun Watson? You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, the O-line is set up front, but like no pass catchers to take away any kind of, any kind of, you know what I mean? Any kind of threat. Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper, they don't scream out as a great connection to me going into the fantasy football or going into the season. You know, what does this offense look like? Like, are they historically bad for the first 11 weeks? You know I mean? They I don't have think to be, so. Right? I, think, I think you're putting a little bit of some disrespect on Amari Cooper by saying they have nobody, but there's a couple teams in the NFL that would knock down the Browns' door to get to Amari Cooper. But, um, yeah, I think this Browns' offense is going to be just – a middle-of-the-road offense. I think they'll be near the top of the league in terms of rushing and rushing efficiency, but I think they'll probably hover around like the 18th to 16th ranked offense until Watson comes back. I can see I guess, them running a lot of two-back sets to a little bit, like put the defense yeah. on the toes a little bit. They got Kareem and Chubb, as long as they don't move Kareem. Well, it's no it's no disrespect to Amari Cooper. I'm not saying Amari Cooper's not great. It's the fact that Jacoby Brissett is your QB who has never produced right. anybody as high as a wide receiver 30. I can't get behind owning any wide receiver or offensive playmaker wide receiver tight end that's being that's playing with Jacoby Brissett. No, no, that's, that's fair. I'm just talking – I'm talking real football. You said they don't true. have a wide receiver to take attention, and I think Amari Cooper is pretty solid wide receiver. Right. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, like, I don't think the attention will be taken away with Brissett under center. That was just my point. Fair enough, fair enough. But Brees Hall, man, um, remember, we are three preseason games in. That is it. Three preseason games. Please, like I said, do not fade Brees Hall. 
Um, or do. He is a special type of running back. Um, I know you have never seen him <clears throat> play in a real NFL game, so here's where I'm at with it. College dominator rating was at a 90th percentile. Dude, you know, six foot, 215, 220, possesses a full, you know, three down, three down skill set, great in pass blocking. And that's the most important part is keeping your QB upright as a running back if you can pass block as well. Has shown great hands. That's in his skill set. Um, his athletic ability is off the charts. You can go look at it. You know, what I mean, he, the 40, the agility, the burst, all that, man. Just go look at it. He just, he screams complete upside. To me, I where I had him ranked, he would have be, he would be coming in at tier four. I think on the back end of tier five is a is a little low for Brees Hall. Um, Ryan, you ranked him the same I did, so I'll let you take a little bit. You know, I'm just a big Brees Hall guy, but go ahead, I'll let you talk about him for a minute. Yeah, so um, I'm a Brees Hall stand, right? And I can admit when things are a little bit shaky, um, the preseason work does not look good. All right, that's fair. He looks a little bit hesitant behind the line of scrimmage. Um, has a hard time picking a hole. You can definitely see that in his play. All valid criticisms. But um, if you go watch his college tape, go look at any of his work at there. Listen, man, uh, he's special. He's great at the goal line. Now, can the Jets get there consistently? That's a different conversation. Um, but nonetheless, he profiles as an NFL running back. He's got the size, got the weight. Um, yeah, like Steven said, 20, what, 98th percentile as far as college proficiency. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, college proficiency and yeah. rating. He's insane. Um, so, um, I didn't, I'm a little bit concerned, not too much on the radar. I didn't move him in my rankings accordingly. So, he stayed, he was 11 for me. He stayed at 11. I'm not going to let the preseason affect me too much. Um, now, I need to I need to you know figure this out. Um, <laughs> Frankie had Brees Hall slash Michael Carter. <laughs> so, man, why are you so down on Brees Hall, man? We're talking about three preseason games, three preseason games where he's not even all the time playing with the O line one, playing against you know number one defensive you know units, things like that. Like the mismatching has just been weird. I agree with you that, you know, he has looked hesitant at times when he's coming to picking his spots. You know, some of the, it's been spotty play. But there, dude, there's a couple of couple of snaps that, are, that stand out to me where he's already getting hit in the backfield as well. So that's a that's a question mark there. But based off talent, man, you have to like Brees Hall. You know what I mean? Just explain sure. to me where you're at with Brees Hall. No, I mean, I've always sang the praises of Brees Hall's upside. I've never not said that he is not a high upside player. Uh, just unfortunately got drafted by the New York Jets, who, as previously stated about the Lions, are they're not just in the middle of a rebuild. They are perpetually rebuilding. They just live in the basement of the NFL. Like, they are one of the worst franchises in sports, probably. Um, and I say that as an Atlanta Falcons fan, so I'm not, you know. I'm not throwing stones. I, I I know the glass house I live in, um, but yeah, just Brees Hall, not somebody that I've seen a lot of confidence from the Jets in either. Um, I've just been waiting to hear the report of, oh yeah, Brees Hall's running away with the job, no pun intended, from Michael Carter. And every time I see a report, it's 
Brees Hall, Michael Carter, look at split carries from the Jets' backfield. And it's just kind of like, well, if you guys drafted Brees Hall's second round or traded up for him in the second round with this high draft pedigree, like, why is he not being able to pull away from this fourth-round draft pick that you guys couldn't even get on the field last year, really, when you were trying to see what you had on with uh, Zach Wilson? So I'm not fully in on Brees Hall. But, I, again, I do like his upside, just I'd rather – rather be proven wrong than anything else on on Brees Hall. Fair enough. Um, you know, you said you got to stick by your guys. Um, I'll always be on the Brees Hall train. Um, so you, you guys know that. You know how I am on Brees Hall. Uh, tier six, it gets a little ugly. Uh, this, to me, is your running back dead zone. Um, actually, I'll do like a couple running backs here, but I will tell you this. Whoever put Rashad Penny on this list and not Josh Jacobs, that's kind of disrespectful. I ain't going to lie to you. Oh, my God. What the f- – I put the wrong fucking Seattle running back up there. You put – I'm so sorry. It's supposed to be Ken Walker. I, okay, I okay, if it's Kenneth Walker, you know, for full foot. I don't think – to my advantage, I don't think Ken Walker had a picture. I just saw a Seattle running back and I went with it. I don't okay, think he had clarification, one. everybody. <laughs> Rashad Penny is supposed to be Kenneth Walker <laughs> for full clarification. I, it's the first time I noticed. I apologize to anybody listening before. That is the first time I picked those two gentlemen out in the lineup. So I'm happy you guys noticed. Yeah. So yeah. we so we apologize on that. But now this running, see this this tier right here. I mean, you got a lot of young guys with some question marks, injury concerns. You got your two old head running backs that are ready to hit the dog the doghouse. My see, my favorite running back in this in this tier is AJ Dillon, man. Um, Absolutely. I mean, the one A to the one A. Uh, if anybody's going to get the most rushing work, and it is going to be a split, it's going to be a split workload. But I love AJ Dillon, man. They restructured Aaron Jones. I don't think Aaron Jones is there for another. I don't think Aaron Jones is there after twenty twenty three after the twenty twenty three season. I think AJ Dillon is young enough to take over a running back one workload. I love what I've seen from Dillon. Um, he's my favorite in this tier. Uh, I'm fading the top three, regardless in any dynasty format acres. I got the red flag planted. I do not like running backs coming back from an Achilles tear. Um, Elijah Mitchell, man, he's, he was a great talent. He showed out his rookie year. It's a cool, it's a cool story. You know, the six round draft pick came out, bought out, took over Trey Sermon, but man, he can't stay on the field either. That's a red flag. But I'll let you guys go ahead and talk about this tier, man. Um, I just think A.J. Dillon is ranked too low. Um, so here's my thing. Now, I'm going to hate from this from the guys in the pod, but I will die on the Cam Akers Hill. Um, if I was going to own anybody out of this tier, it would be Cam Akers. Uh, say what you want with the Achilles. He came back too soon. If he did not play in the playoffs, I do not think that the fantasy world would have the same – perspective they have on him now and if he was just resting on this whole time we'd be looking at this whole different thing he would have been rested for a whole what almost yeah full year at this point coming into a workload that's primed for him um i don't see darnell henderson eating into it too much even when acres was back and he didn't look good the rams were feeding him mcveigh loves cam Akers. he's in a high-powered offense they just came off the super bowl um and I, I think the talent's there for Cam Akers. I've always been a Cam Akers guy, uh, dating all the way back to college. Um, 
yeah, I'm just ready to see him back out there so I can prove all these haters wrong. Uh, if you own Cam Akers and you cannot move him, good. Keep him on your roster. It will pay off. <laughs> Frankie, are, do you feel the same way about Cam Akers as him, or you got that red flag painted like, you know, I, I'm avoiding this guy? Oh, yeah, no, I'm all the way out on Cam Akers. I was all in on Cam Akers pre, prior to him rupturing his Achilles, but uh, just the way he rushed coming back, and he didn't look awesome when he did come back last year. Now, hopefully he's had some time to recover, and I would love to, again, be wrong about this. And if I'm wrong about him not being able to come back from the injury, I'll be okay with that because, like I said before, I was all in on him prior to him rupturing his Achilles. So um, I'm, I'm just avoiding him. Uh, pretty much this whole tier is full of guys that I'm not really looking forward to drafting other than A.J. Dillon, and I believe the bottom guy is Damian Pierce. That is James Cook. James Cook. Oh, is it James Cook. Okay, so Damian Pierce did make the list, but I had him ranked pretty high on this list. I had him over Brees Hall and Cam Akers. Um, so mostly yeah, I'd did, rather just... – Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. Just, uh, just for any Damian Pierce lovers out there, if I had, if there, we did a 20, top 25, he'd be 25. He'd probably be on here. Um <laughs> Frankie and AJ had him ranked, but he would have been just outside my top twenty-four, twenty-five. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. I, I don't, I don't want to burn up too much time on a guy who's not on on the tier list here. So I'll move on to uh, AJ Dillon, um, or I'll give actually I'll give a little love to James Cook since AJ's not on the pod. Um, James Cook isn't a guy I'm necessarily looking forward to drafting too much just because of his price range right now. Um, but I do think the upside is incredible. Uh, the Bills throw the ball more than any team in the NFL, so if they can consistently use one running back, um, running backs, catches are worth more than carries in fantasy football, so um, yeah, James Cook, if you can get him into that high-powered Bills passing attack um, consistently, I think he's probably got the most upside out of anybody on this tier, so uh, James Cook, a guy that if you can get him uh, not necessarily at ADP, but just a little below, go ahead and pull the trigger. Um, or if you can get them in a trade, you know, as a throw-in or something, go ahead and take care of that from somebody who might not understand what they what they have in James Cook. Yeah, I think with James Cook, too, um, you're going to wait a year. Uh, Devin Singletary looked really good down the back half of the second season, or the second half of the season and in the playoffs. His contract's done next year. He's not going to be your son. So James Cook will take over the backfield. The only thing that questions about James Cook is the size. Can he lead a true three-down workload? You know what I mean? Right. Or is he going to profile as more of a J.D. McKissick type of running back? Um, that yeah. question is yet to be seen. Uh, I think the running back that hasn't gotten enough talk about, and I'm a big fan. Obviously, it's not Rashad Penny. But it's going to be the Doak Walker uh, award winner last year, Kenneth Walker. Um, he was an absolute beast in Michigan State. Absolute beast. Um, now, he doesn't profile as an athletic freak like Brees Hall does. But, I mean, he tested pretty positively. You know what I mean? 90th percentile college dominator, and that's including his Wake Forest time, So, or that time at Wake Forest. So that stands out as well. Um, athletic profile, you know, it's pretty solid. Things like that stands out. Um, full rebuild. Penny's not locked in anywhere near long term. I think it'll be his backfield. Chris Carson's retired. Not a whole lot of competition for touches other than Penny. Um, it's a bad Seattle team. Like you said, you don't want to own anybody on the Jets. I'm sure you feel the same way about Seattle. But the talent stands out. You know what I mean? It, it definitely stands out. I think Walker should get some love in this tier as well. 
Yeah, I like Ken Walker. Just uh, you pretty much said what you needed to say, but I'm a Ken Walker yeah. guy. Right, but I think Monty could lose his job to Khalil Herbert at any time as well. Um. Oh yeah, don't draft David Montgomery. Yeah, just, I, please, I don't even think I don't. Him. Please, please don't. I, I think don't Walker. Think I him. Now, granted, I will be honest with you. Two years ago, in the second half of the year, he had one of the easiest running back schedules lined up, and it was a running back five finish. I don't think you'll ever see Montgomery finish running back 15 or higher for the rest of his career. Um, I can He he wasn't the efficient guy I thought he was going to be when he came out of Iowa State. It Plus, this Bears team is really bad as well. You're looking at the back half of the contract. He's he's about done with his time in Chicago. It, I'm avoiding Montgomery as well. But I will be honest with you. I'm just going to say this, throw this out there. My biggest fate is Zeke. Do not draft Zeke. Uh, no running back since 2017 has had more touches than Zeke. Um, granted, he's never finished below a running back, running back 11, and that was a suspension year. He's a beast, but the time is coming to an end. He is my biggest fate in this tier. Just be aware if you have Zeke on your roster, you're not going to get a whole lot for him when it comes via the trade. Um, Deli, who's your biggest fade in this tier? It's easily Montgomery for me. Um, I've traded him in most places. The trade bit me in the ass when I moved him for Calvin Ridley with Steven above me, actually. But, um, <laughs> you know, shit happens. It is what it is. But, no, yeah, I I like Khalil Herbert's talent behind him. Um, I think he's capable of taking the job. And to be honest with you, the – Bears are going to be terrible this year. They didn't do help. They didn't do anything to help that offense whatsoever, except for draft a twenty-five-year-old rookie. Um, baby. So, I, I like. I'm just out on the Bears. Uh, Monty falls into that category. Simple as that. Now you now you're not out on Darnell Mooney, right? Like you know, Mooney. Oh, gets yeah, old. no, no, yeah, Darnell Mooney too. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Don't don't draft Bears. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll talk about the thing it. about Mooney. We'll talk, we'll get into receivers, but yeah, he's just too up and down for me. It feels like uh like a new age Will Fuller, but shorter, so that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. But go ahead, um, Frankie. Who's your biggest fade in this in this category? It's Montgomery, but I would say my second biggest. I mean, Acres. I'm just not drafting because of the Achilles, but uh, Elijah Mitchell. I I don't know. I just think. The 49ers backfield is come, comes and goes with the wind. It's pretty fucking windy in San Francisco. So I'm just avoiding <laughs> all San Francisco running backs always until Kyle Scamahan is out of there. So uh, he can produce good, solid running backs if he ever commits to one. But for whatever reason, he gets in his moods about certain individuals and he decides that he doesn't want them to play football. So he doesn't play them. So, uh, I'm avoiding Elijah Mitchell if my talk, Montgomery. Yeah, my uh, my question to you is because like they talked about Trey Sermon being a cut candidate. There's no real competition. I mean, like, do you like Tyron Davis they Price? Draft, I was gonna say, yeah, they just drafted Price, and I'm gonna say I you mean, like Price like to to eat into Elijah Mitchell's carries. I didn't like Elijah Mitchell to eat into Trey Sermon's carries last year when they drafted Trey Sermon ahead of Elijah Mitchell, but that's. Kind of just how Kyle Shanahan works. If he thinks you're good at football, or if he doesn't like you, then that's kind of how he makes his decisions. Which is fair. Yeah. He's a head coach; he can do what he wants. But Thanks. I don't think they necessarily care about draft capital when it comes to their backfield. So, 
Yeah, you've uh, you've had a lot of experience with Kyle Shanahan. Like, it just seems like with him, running backs do it. it it's not a long tenured time where they're in, you know, put up elite numbers. So I can understand Elijah Mitchell fade. Plus, I think Trey Lance takes a little bit of the rushing opportunity away from him as well when it comes to that. But other than that, like I said, I think uh, I would say if Rashad Penny made this list and Josh Jacobs did, I'd be a little upset. I'm not even lying. Ken Walker. God damn it. (laughs) It's Kenneth Walker. (laughs) Um, But just to put a bow tie on this whole thing, since we've wrapped up with the tears, do you think anybody in the league is capable of dethroning JT as the RB running back? As the RB1, excuse me, because it hasn't repeated since 2009, I think. It's been 15 years since a running back repeated as a running back one, and that would be LaDainian Tomlinson. Okay. That is a tall feat. I'm not going to lie to you. You're talking about one of the greatest to ever play the game. Um, I'll be honest with you. If you own Jonathan Taylor, this is the most you will ever get for Taylor in his career. Uh, I mean, this dude trade me. Yeah, <laughs> this dude's <laughs> this dude's going in the same price range as like QB ones. You know, I mean, you'd ha- you. Lamar, he's Lamar Jackson, Joe. Burrow. I just got Mahomes in the deal for t- that, yeah, Mahomes. Like yeah. that's insane to me. That's value to cash in. I think if anybody can do it, realistically, I think you got to have that PPR upside as well. I think Swift is a good one, and I also think Javante is a good one. Um, I think this is My the best. Dark horse is Saquon. I think Saquon's going to have a crazy year if he stays healthy. I agree. I'm I'm trying to get him everywhere in redraft. Uh, nobody Same. wants to move off him in dynasty at all. I don't blame. But, him. but man, Javante is the right answer to me. Screams the right answer. Like if this workload split pans out in a Javante Williams owner's favor, I think that's a home run smash to be that guy. That. This Broncos team with Russ is completely different than any running front. Like, any fronts that he'll see all year with Russ is different than ter- Teddy B. I mean, and this so dude if is – you a- had a top five pick in a redraft, you're taking Javante? No, because of the split. It scares me. Um, I don't That's, know what's going Now you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You just said it doesn't matter if it goes the right way. No, I, but then you're saying if it's it goes the right, if it goes the right way, if it goes the right way, I would take Javante in the first round. If I knew Javante were going to, you know, see the majority of the snaps, yes, I would take Javante first round. That's not how fantasy works, though. But yeah, yeah, if, you knew Javante, if you knew Javante was going to get all the carries, he'd be the second pick off the board. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Um. Like I said, I also said Swift. I think Swift has the an opportunity to do it as well. Um, I just love Swift's game. I think the pure threat to being a, a thousand yard rusher, and if I don't think he'll hit a thousand receiving, but seven hundred, eight hundred receiving yards, I think that you know screams out a huge possibility to be the running back one. Right uh, for me, anybody, um, honestly. My real dark horse here is probably Aaron Jones, just because I can see him getting targeted 100-plus times and getting touchdowns and catching. He could have a freak season. Um, But realistically, though, in, like, the actual realm of outcomes, instead of, like, just guessing on a bank season, uh, I think in healthy season, Saquon and CMC can both finish above Taylor. Oh, yeah. If we're taking health, like, not accounting for health, then I think it's CMC. Yeah. 
between CMC and Saquon, you can't just rule out health. Yeah, no, I mean, that's completely fair. I'm just saying, like, as far as... Oh, yeah, no, you don't... I mean, and you don't want to account for injury because you don't ever want to hope anybody gets injured for sure. So I'm not not trying to account for injury, which is kind of how I put my rankings together this time because I put... That's why I put CMC at two because, I mean, you just... You don't want to project anybody to get hurt. That's just... I don't know. Seems rude, but <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> at fair. the same time, at the same time, I don't want to take that risk. So, but like that's what I'm saying. Like when you've played ten out of the last thirty three games possible, there has to be some kind of you know. What I mean, that's why he was the hardest right. player to rank. It's big. But, in, I feel like. Yeah, but I think like I think there's a lot of running backs with running back one potential in their outcomes. Like For Aaron sure. Jones, you said. EMC, yeah. Barkley, if he's healthy, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's been a top three running back multiple years. I don't uh, think Dalvin could. I, I think, think it's Dalvin interesting could. that you uh, failed to mention your second-ring running back and Najee Harris in that list of guys that you just mentioned. Uh, I, me personally, I don't think the Steelers' offense is going to be good enough to produce that. Um, he is my dynasty running back, too. Volume is king. But you have to have a, a mix of, an, of a healthy touchdown number as well. I'm not sure what this offense looks like. I'm oh, really- and Derrick Henry. Nah, never mind. Uh, Derrick Henry could do it. I mean, if you bring mm-hmm. back Derrick Henry, I mean, you never know. I mean, granted. No, I think Derrick Henry could definitely finish it. If we're taking health all the way out of it and just saying these guys are all going to finish healthy, Derrick Henry's going to eat. Like, what? who the hell else is there that's going to take away anything from him? Yeah, and I also want to bring into fruition here when it comes to this redraft. Be sketchy of Najee. And I'm saying this and I'm saying this because of the Liz Frank sprain. Just a quick quick thing. What the fuck is going on with you and Najee Harris, dude? You're all over the place. Time out, time out, time out, time out. So AJ missed the pod where you said something nice about Kamara and something negative about Najee. This is the craziest shit that's ever happened. No, but what I'm saying is, is like, it was weird the way the injury happened, like, and then not talked about, and now we're talking about it four weeks later. Like, that's weird to me. It's very weird. Um, yeah. And we all know via Sammy Watkins, via Le'Veon Bell, I mean, we can keep going down the list with Liz Franks. They pop up all the time. It's very easy to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, flare up. Flare up, Yeah. This injury can flare up at any time. Just be careful if you're drafting Najee. Have a backup plan in place when it comes to redraft. Dynasty, he's fine. Dynasty, he's <laughs> fine. Yeah. He's fine. He's my running back, too. I, I rank him accordingly. 380 touches, that's that's a number to stand by. But yeah. that's the yeah, end of the running backs. We're about to wrap it up, baby. That's the end of the running backs, boys. Um, Ryan, go ahead. Give you know Talk to the people, man. Yeah, um, we did great in our last video. So anybody that hung around to the end here and on the last episode, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, you guys are going to be the building base of our community. Um, first one's in, and we will not disappoint you guys. Um, we're here to help you win your leagues, and uh, we look forward to giving you further advice. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad we're where we're at, and I look forward to recording more. Absolutely. Um like I said, most viewed video we've had so far. Keep pushing the numbers. Um, my social media, and I'm sure everybody else's, has been getting a lot of buzz. I've gained a lot of followers here. I'm sure you guys have too. We appreciate it, the interaction, the community. We need more interaction. Um, I will say this. I've gained some social media followers, but not a whole lot of interaction type conversation. 
I'd love to start getting that and like, you know, getting some more comments into the feedback and stuff like that. So we'd appreciate that. But uh, Frank, anything you want to say to the people? No, kind of just touch on what you just said and what I said earlier. Shoot us your questions over at the socials on the bottom left of the, uh, of the screen there on each one of our screens. Uh, going into the season, just shoot us some of your draft questions. And during the season, shoot us some of your lineup questions, and we'll be glad to uh, glad to assist. Yeah. Um, last thing, Ryan put out a list of his guys for each position going into 2022. I think that's a very interesting take. So I'd like to know some of your guys, like my guys at each position. Um I, I, that's just that's been really fun. I've seen a lot of different lists, a lot of different combinations that really intrigue me. So I would love to know that as well. But <clears throat> other than that, thank you guys for all the continued support, and we are out. <laughs>